Time is uh, 28 minutes past four. If you've just joined us, we talk wellness now here on SFM Sound Awake. Learning challenges and emotional wellness for children. That's what we're discussing today. So public schools have been struggling to provide adequate psychosocial and remedial support to accommodate children living with autism, ADHD or dyslexia. Many children have fallen through the cracks and are lost in the education system as a result, according to Spotlight. The COVID-19 pandemic transitioned teaching and learning to online classes, isolating many learners from the limited resources available. How have children with learning disabilities survived this transition and how has it impacted their emotional and social wellness? And then also, how do we support the parents navigating these challenges? To help us uh, to try and answer these questions is Lauren Davis, Director of Cognitive Learning at Bella Vista School, that is a remedial school, also speech and language specialist. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you. It's a pleasure. Good morning to you. Thank you for having me today. Our pleasure. So we're saying, I mean, many children have fallen through the cracks because I guess there's COVID-19 that's exacerbated issues that were already there. Uh, but when yeah. it's, it, it comes to just, first of all, before we even get to seeking what you offer, the, the speech and language therapy and remedial support, as parents, how do we, you know, figure out what our children could be struggling with? How do we pick up uh, the certain things that um, need to be tested in our children's uh, learning abilities? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think COVID's really highlighted um, it for us, for kids who really struggle, because I think parents have seen the learning, you know, face-to-face in your home. So I think, you know, I, I think that's really the first thing. I think we, we see our kids who are just struggling to learn um, what's presented to them, to reading is a big thing for our kids who really struggle with reading, who struggle with maths, um who struggled speech and language difficulties. So I think if there are areas that are alerting you, you know, it, it is something definitely to find out further about. But I, I do think that this COVID time has really exacerbated that. And we've seen more than ever, you know, how important it is for our kids to be at school and in the school environment. And I mean, you can imagine if they are home, uh, the parents are much more hands-on, I guess. They're forced to in this case. So uh, what what uh, support needs to be, you know, uh, given to the, the parent? Of course, they need to seek assistance. But what are the ways that you can suggest in terms of support for parents? Yeah, I mean, I think education is really important. And I think, you know, really being able to understand where your child is struggling is a huge thing. Um, I know that that for us at Bella Vista, it's so important that our parents are really partners in education. So um, really to be able to be um, have that communication with the teachers and um, and guidance of, of where you need to go. I think what's, what's really hard is um, we have so many pressures. So, you know, to be able to, to be with your child while they're learning and give them the support that they need um, is so important. And I think... You know, with COVID, it's it's made it so difficult because so many parents are working from home, having to to manage so many things at one time. But I think to be that support for your child when they're learning and be able to mediate and facilitate and help them along the way is really important. And I, I think the educational aspect is important because I think mm. if you understand where your child is struggling, um, you know, if they're really struggling to hold their attention and you know that that's a difficulty for them, then it might not be as frustrating because you'd, you'd realize that that's something that's really hard for them. Or, 
um, if we're learning to read is, is difficult, then that I, I guess the frustration could be a little bit less because you know that it's not, you know, from a lack of trying, but really that it's something that's a, a challenge for them. So I would say, um, you know, being there to support your child as much as you can through their learning and helping with homework and being there to discuss when things are difficult and really also upskilling yourself and, and educating yourself in those areas so that you can learn practical tips um, and things to do. If we're saying public schools have been struggling, does it mean that uh, the the issue is with the teachers in the public schools that don't understand mental health challenges, or is it uh, a more of a systematic one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's probably a lot of it, a lot of different things. Um, I think that you know, again, like where if education and upskilling is available for teachers, I think that can be really helpful because I think it's about having skills. So I think that's one part of it. I think, you know, also working in education over this time has been really challenging because there's so many things to deal with. And, you know, online learning is a completely different way um, of working. I think as, as educators, we've had to upskill, you know, really, really quickly um, in ways that we never knew what to do before. So, um, I, you know, I think there are many factors. And I think within the public you know, school system, there are a lot of children and a lot of things going on at home. So I think it is about uh, about many factors, but I, I do think being able to, to upskill and be educated and know that there's always something that you can do, but having the skills to do it, you know, is really what empowers people, to, you know, both educators and parents to be able to really help. The struggles in schools, then, how does it link to a possible struggle within the clinics, the public clinics uh, systems where the psychosocial and remedial support is also supposed to be granted? Yeah, it's really hard. And I think, um, I mean, I, I, th- I think clinics and hospitals have been really overwhelmed. I know uh, many psychologists that have said that they're busier than ever over this time because the, you know, the levels of anxiety and um, and really um, the social isolation, you know, those issues have been really hard and affected so many people. So I think that, um, you know, as much as possible within our schooling systems, if we can also provide that, that can be really helpful. I think um, I think one of the biggest things is really just being back at school, and I know that that's been a challenge in so many ways. But I think that school provides for our children so many things that are more than just, you know, the learning in the classroom. So it's, it's a good routine it's um, connectedness with other people. It's your people at school that you also know can be your go-to people and support you. Um, you know, I think as adults, we know social interaction, how that really affects us, the lack of that. You know, for kids, it's so, so important. Um, schools provide good boundaries. So I, I think we do need that extra support. We need the remedial support if it's available. We need that, you know, extra emotional support. But I think just even being within a school environment where our kids are going regularly, they're having their basic needs met. Um, you know, that that helps those issues so much on so many levels as well. And then, of course, the teachers themselves need psychosocial uh, services with all they're dealing with. Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think for me that's really one of the hugest things because I think each one of us, you know, everybody's been affected by this pandemic 
um, in their own way. So it really is, I think for every person that's been brave enough to get up in the morning, you know, go to work, do what you have to do um, amidst so many, you know, of, of one's own issues um, and own difficulties. And, and, you know, many, many of our educators are, are dealing with the same thing, parent, being parents themselves, having to juggle a million things. So I think that that support is huge. And I, I, I think even just being back at work, I think, you know, the, the times when we've been at home and having, you know, to work online or work, uh, we've been fortunate to be able to do that. And I know many places don't have those resources, but not to have the connectedness with your colleagues, you know, those people to bounce ideas with, that person to ask you how your day is going, that was really difficult. So, um yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying in a huge, huge way. Let's come back to parents and maybe just tackle the issue around guilt when it comes to parents and them relating to their children. As we say, mental health problems, you know, they present themselves in different ways. So sometimes a parent can miss what the issues are or, or caregivers can miss what the issues are in terms of identifying the problems early. How would you tackle sure. that in the part of the parent just to say, you know, there could be a guilt, but this is how you deal with that. Maybe it's better to have predicted or have picked up something uh, instead of not picking anything up at all, whether it's late or early. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all human, and um, you know, and I think we have to be kind to ourselves and 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 know that um, we really believe, and I, I speak from my own belief system, but also the belief system of of, of Bella Vista is that it's never too late, and there's always something that can be done. And I think, I mean, I think that would be my advice that I would give to parents. You know, we can always look back and have regrets, but we can look forward and there's always, always something that can be done. And we believe that the brain can change and that the, and we can learn and that there is input that we can give that can make a difference. So I think, you know, it is important to be aware, you know, if you're worried um, and you can have something checked out and you see that learning's not coming easily or maybe that social skills aren't coming easily for your child you know and you can investigate it and then that's wonderful but if something's been picked up later on and I think you know COVID's exacerbated that it's it's been the learning's been hard for everyone so it's brought difficulties you know into the open so much more clearly but you know I, I really think what to have the viewpoint of what am I going to do next you know what am I going to do now because we can always look back and have regrets, but it's really about saying, you know, I've got this now, um, let's see what, what our next point is. And in that, seeing what the next point is and where to from here, it will become a collaborative effort between the parents and the teachers and even healthcare uh, workers then in this case. Absolutely. So yeah, let's sensitize then ourselves to, to the part of the parent who now must come forward and be open with communication and be open to that collaboration while not feeling like they've done something wrong for their child having a learning difficulty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think... I think that there's so. I think number one is that there is information out there and ways that we can upskill ourselves, you know. So um, finding that information that we need, but also just being able to step forward and and work with your teacher, you know, work with, you know, say I really want to be part of the team. What are the things that I can do? Can we meet together, healthcare professionals? The, the best approach is a team approach, mm. and I think many people think that um, the team approach is you know, all these professionals and experts that are out there. But I, I think for parents to know, you know, we are the ones that are seeing children for a certain part of the day. 
you know, the, the, the biggest place of empowerment is in the home and the learning that takes place, um, you know, in, in between school time as well. So I think that um, if parents can can really be that, you know, try and facilitate that team or, or be open to that, um, there, there's some amazing parents that I've worked with. And I always remember one mom saying to me, you know, Lauren, I'm the advocate for my child. And I think if you if you can be that, you know, and you can step forward and, 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 and be that, then your child's going to be in the best hands that they can. But the team approach is, is really important. And I know I know people's time is limited and um, and we have a lot of responsibility on us. But, you know, the magic of learning in the in-between times, I think, is what really can make the changes. So what are the offers uh, or the services that you offer then at Bella Vista School? Yeah, so Bella Vista, um, as you said, is a small remedial school um, and in Johannesburg. So we've got our, our, our kids that come to our school, but we also have, um, we focus a lot on education. So um, our website's bellavista.org.za and Bella Vista Share is um, the part of our organization that really works to upskill and educate people. Um, we've got a lot of online courses. We do you know, face-to-face courses. So I, I think that, that that's a place that, you know, hop onto the website and, and see what's available. Um, I definitely say that would be a good place to start. All right. Let's uh, listen to a voice note then, and then I'll, it's in Zulu, so I'll just translate it to you. Great. Thank you so much. Morning, guys. King, slow from reading and writing. We age a cooling, I attend in a way that you would see a state to one dial. You Okay, thanks, uh, Anonymous, there for your question. So, uh, Anonymous wants to know, if somebody has discovered later on in life that they had an issue with reading or they had dys- dyslexia, uh, but yeah. nothing was done about it when they were a younger or when they were a yeah. child, what are the options that are available for them to remediate? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that, that that's a great question and, uh, again, goes back to that, you know, question of is there is it too late or is there something that we can do? Mm. Um, I think that there there are therapists and people that you know educators that would work on that remediation, um, and that person could certainly get in in touch with Bella Vista, um, really just to see what resources and 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 ways that um, that that could be remediated going forward. So, yeah, that would be my advice. And I mean, also, let's let's do what we need to do to make sure that we function as high of a level as we need to and, and not feel that there's something wrong with us when we are sort of, you know, not able to achieve certain things at a certain time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, what you know, one of the things that's really come to the fore um, stronger than ever is that use of technology. Mm. You know, and there are so many um, applications and, and ways that we can get around things that, that have been difficult before. You know, I, I think we, we knew things like spell check and, and that we'd always use, but there really are so many options, even just in terms of like voice-to-text apps, things that will read back to us. You know, really having our own kind of PA as, as we're going through those skills. So I think what I've learned so strongly is that um, difficulties in reading and, and, and 
you know, even at a later stage, if you've got the right tools and the right input, doesn't mean that you cannot be very successful in life. But I think we should always want to better ourselves and, and um, you know, and reach our goals mm-hmm. no matter what stage of life we're at. Absolutely. So your website uh, at uh, where you are, as as well as your services as a speech and language specialist? Yes. Yeah, bellavista.org.za. Um, yeah, and there's, there's a lot of information on there. And if people also navigate towards um, Bella Vista Share, they'll see, um, you, know, you know, a lot of different courses and, and places that you can upskill yourself. But the website has got um, information on our assessment unit, um, on our school and, and places um, and information that, that we can be contacted on. Thanks uh, so much again for joining us. We appreciate your time, Lauren. Thanks, Asandra. Have a great day. Thank you. Lauren Davis, Director of Cognitive Learning at Bella Vista School, who is a speech and language specialist, talking to us in our wellness.